0: Well, what's happening? I'm your host, Amos the Ron, and welcome to another episode of 40 Years of Hip-Hop, where we review 1,000 songs over the span of 40 years, over the 1979 to 2019.
1: This is your host, it's the G-Man, a.k.a. the G-Money, the Shinkuro Gaijin, or the Incredible G, and these days I've been labeled as Mr. Hip-Hop.
0: Don't forget, by seed spot standards, we are ranked 15th on the top 45 hip-hop podcasts online. And part of people, thanks to you guys, you know, because you've been supporting us since we started this project.
1: Thank you very much for supporting us, being there for the last three years. We have to tell you, I have to plug in Forever Hip-Hop. That's the new medium. We're out there on Mixcloud.com and you can get to listen to our picks, our choices, whatever we like. And this word phrase has been demanding that we want to hear to you what you talk about, the songs you'll be viewing or referencing. So Forever Hip Hop, it's out there. Check out us on IG. You could follow the, the page or Mixcloud.com. Soon we're going to have the Mixcloud Select. The Mixcloud Select will be ready in 2022 where we'll do interviews with past and known artists, music industry experts, only the people that had involvement in the hip hop game, either an engineer, an artist, or an actor, we're going to have it all.
0: Awesome. So party people, today's a special episode. It is our 100th episode. And today we will be reviewing It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock from the album, uh, It Takes Two, that was released in uh, 1988. But party uh, people, before we get into this, let's take a look at Mr. Ron's week. Of course, this week we we'll learn about the, the tragedy that happened at World. you know, Travis Scott Festival, and Nine died as a nine-year-old kid in a critical condition. And my heart goes out to all of these families and these people that, you know, imagine you go out to a, a concert That's and fun. it end, end up, uh, ends up being your your demise. It's just, it's just super sad, you
1: know? Yeah, 300 people injured. I don't understand what a nine-year-old was doing at a Travis Scott cancer. It's like in my time, it's like my cousin would have brought me when I was 10 years old, I was doing a two-life cushion, you know? So
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, again, what like, what's a nine-year-old boy doing at a Travis Scott concert anyways, man? Anyhow, party people, so we reached 100th episode, you know, and I don't I don't know if you remember, remember how we started the project?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, what I remember is we had an argument, because don't forget, we started like in 2014, 15, that's way back yeah. when. It was called yeah. Way Back When Radio. Yeah. So it was way a back- block, Way Back When block, that's it. And mm-hmm. we were talking about everything that impacted us when we were younger. Yeah. When I mean, this, either movie, and yeah, music yeah. and everything. And we were so diverse and at large. I forget, we're music fans. We had rock and roll, pop music.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, funk, disco and rap. But then we were a big team and it didn't work out. Too yeah. many different point of views. And then we narrowed that out. And after two years, we just stopped it. And then one day we were discussing me and Ron because we started the project way back when, back then. Mm-hmm. And then when it stopped, we were each bored. We, we had like, everybody was like pissed on their side at their yeah. lives and everything. And then one day we like, what connected us was hip hop music, you know? And we were having discussions. And one day I was telling, this is my favorite Fight Boys track. And I was yeah. saying it was Falling in Love. And Rod was like, What? Falling in love? That's almost too cheesy. He had the other classic by the Five Boys. I said, but this mm-hmm. one, here's my reason why I give it. And we started giving scores. Yeah, and and was- we
0: started giving scores like I get, yeah, this is that's a fight for originality. This for that. <sighs> oh, it's like, okay. And after that, we did a couple of I remember we did the Loonies. Yes. And we also did... shade
1: um, of Shida Brown, your song. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that infamous shade of Shida Brown. And I was like, and, what?
1: Did I ever like that song? And he was giving me his comments. And then I was starting to listen. And I, 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 I think that's it, where I realized, let me go it, listen to it song. again. Yeah. Because he gave me a valid reason why it's good. And then after this reason, I was like, yeah, he got a point. Yeah, you got a point. And
0: the same thing for you for the song... Is it a cheesy rap love song of the 80s? Yes. But again, it's also a, a landmark. You know, they were like one of the first ones to do go it. there, to dare. Because don't forget in hip hop, it's all about being, you know, gangsta and tough, you, mean it. you know, to go in to do some beatbox and say, like, to say, I love you to a girl was, like, pretty daring for, for rappers. Yes. An original. Party people, so of course, we're doing this project, we reached review number 100. And what we had to do to make this project work, I think that one was to put our egos on the side yep. and see the big picture, That's okay? True. And to understand each other. I think for me, I think that I had to understand the G-man and he had to understand me. And I yeah. find that like, as soon as we had like that mind frame that, dude, this guy is not against me. He's with me. Yeah. We, we just have a different opinion. Yeah, to
1: display. it
0: Let's point. break it down, you know, and move forward, you know. Yeah. And as as long as we as soon as we're able to do this, it just went much, much, much better. I
1: agree with you. Like that's why this song we we chose this one for the special episode. It takes two because it, it takes it two. Takes two. It takes two to tango, two to do something, to do a project, you know. And exactly. once we got to understand that's each other, that's where it worked better because we had our ups and downs. Mm. It didn't work out at a point. We argued. Yeah. We, why this song? Why this song? And then why we had to sit that? down. Why that? You know? So I'm going to hit the next segment with my segment, Mary Lane. It's a complete album, Marilyn Lane. I will start with saying, I remember when the first time I heard that song. It was a Friday evening in February of 1988. I I had just got that new game. I was a Nintendo NES. I had my Nintendo and everything, and I was an RPG fan. And that game Dragon Quest came out. It was Dragon Warrior 3 in US. In Japan, it was called Dragon Quest. And I was playing the game. I was so into it, but the TV was on. On Music Plus, that was our equivalent of MTV in French, in Canada. And we had that segment on Friday nights from 10 to 12. Two hours, there was dance music and everything. And the pitching of a, a few rap videos. That's how we got <laughs> let, the let, chance.
0: Let me interject you for a minute. And and this is why I'm going to underline people how, like, the YouTube generation, you guys are blessed. Yeah. You guys are blessed. You just don't know. See? See? Our generation, we just had to sat down and wait. Wait. We sat down and wait. We went through. We had to listen, and this is how we discovered stuff like Depeche Mode, like electronic music, music. dance music, you know, and waiting for these little
1: hip hop videos,
0: gems, you know, to appear, you know.
1: And that's true because we're not we're we're unlike my cousins that came that were in New York or Boston. They had video music box. Yeah. They had MTV, UMTV. It's me. It's only during the summers I got there. I recorded on VHS tape, VHS, you know. I recorded all the shows. And my cousin was like, you came to Boston to watch TV? I was like, because I don't get these videos. And when I got back to Montreal, I got my hustle on. Oh, yeah. At school, we rented a TV Five and then $5 a piece, they come in the room and we watch videos and I had all the tapes. You know, I was current. And, but in Canada, we had like a few of them on Friday nights. And then that's where I, I heard that voice. You're about to get, to be introduced To be possessed. i DJs rock. I stopped my video game and I was like, what is that? And then I heard, hit it. And then the beat starts, I'm like, what is this? What is this? And then the video went so quick. I didn't have time to know the name of the artist or anything. So I had to wait for the rewind at 4 a.m. to watch it again. And I wrote down the name of the artist. Then I called my cousin on the next day. Who's that, Rob? Is in his work? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, could you get the cassette tape for me? I'll be there in the two months. Just keep the tape for me, you know? <laughs> because it could have been sold out. And that's how I got introduced to it. Nice,
0: nice, know? nice. What about you? So as for me, I actually uh, heard uh, the song later on in the year. Uh, I was traveling to New York and we drove and we landed, we, we actually reached my cousin's house. It was around like 11, 11.30. And again, like I was just anxious in the car with my box of blank tapes, you know, and all of it, audio and video. And as soon as I walk in and, you know, uh, every Friday night, there was, again, uh, a video music box rock, wait, with, rock,
1: with Ralph
0: McDaniels, you know. And I opened the TV. My cousin's like, hey, this is what's playing, you know. And I was just mesmerized, you know. I was like, what is this? And I think, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, could it be that little sample of spacey, kind of like puts you in a trance, yeah. you know. That's what I felt. You know, I felt like you're about to be possessed. And I did feel possessed by the sound of rock bass and DJ Easy Rock. And it's down. My head exploded. You know, and this was the first time that I heard that track. And dude, that Nike suit, that green, awesome Nike suit that is nowhere to be found. The I never year, found it. year I went to New York. You know, it's like a green velvet tracksuit, you know? And it says Nike, yo. It, it just was so dope. Nike.
1: Yeah. I was like, I gotta get that suit. I went to nope. New York every summer, every Christmas nope. for three years. I, I think it was custom made because it wasn't available anywhere, you know? And the color was so nice. And the guy in yeah. the video, was he was nice doing his dream. dance moves, you know? We had the same goal to get that suit. Even right now, if I found it, I will, I'm waiting to pay up to 300 I would so rock seat. it right
0: now. I would yeah. still rock it right now. Yeah. Anyways, party people, let's get back to the review. Originality. Is this song original? And if so, how? Well, I can't say it was original because a lot of rappers use that sample, that uh, Lynn Collins sample think. And rock bass, they don't really influence anyone. You know, like, I've never heard anyone say, oh my God, he sounds exactly like Rob Bass. Because he just kind of like had a very normal flow. You know, he didn't really stick out. But not only that, you know, like generic was the word. Rob Bass, when he rapped in like any other song, it just sounded generic. Not only that, but if you look in 1998, and I'm going to just name you a few of my favorites, Big Daddy Kane, Rock Him, Chuck D, KRS, Robbie does not even come close to these rappers, but yet he had a song that is bigger than all of these guys' hits combined together.
1: I agree. It wasn't that original, but it was cool in its own way. But introduction that mesmerized you, the video was so cool. It helped the song a lot to the video. It was a fun partying video, people walking outside. You had Caucasian rockers, all kind of peoples. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, listening to it, you know? You had my man Bizmoike on the side, Red right yeah. Old on the other side, the dancers, the two guys. And then you had that girl, she was mesmerizing. She was just dancing with the glasses. You never saw her face. She was just, it was the black and white spot in the video in the, in the, in the segment. For all of that, the originality me. And once, like Ross said, yes, I agree, Rob didn't wasn't came out with anything new or exceptional. But It was at the right time, at the right moment, and it was original in this way. So I came out with originality with only a 2.5 out of 5.
0: Oh, okay, that's cool. As for me, okay, I came, well, courtesy, of course, of this card. I came up with a 3 on 5 for originality. And fun fact for the people, the song, It Takes Two, was made last minute. There was no concept. So basically Teddy Riley did the beat and of course they went with the title It Takes Two. The song was done within a few hours and they never imagined that the song would be the hit that it turned out
1: to be. The only thing, I never found the information if anyone knows, who's the girl singing It Takes Two to make a thing go right? Because that's not part of the sample. It's
0: not the sample. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody
1: ever mentioned the credit. Who's that girl? She was not credited. And that voice was so unique and a big part of the song. That woman singing, it takes two to make a thing all right. It takes two to make it out of sight. That was also what made the song, you know, the hook.
0: Definitely. Because a lot of times the sample was used and we are going to check out how many times and so on and so on because this sample was destroyed, but Teddy Riley flipped it, and the fact that he used another vocalist, I think this is what made uh, a difference.
1: Courtesy of Discord.com, I don't remember if Ron mentioned it, for new information.
0: That's so, right, that's right, party people. So, Delivery would consist of lyrics and flow. Check out the quotable, what you got?
1: God, uh, it's a basic song, Uh, Don't expect much quarter ball. you know, it's not a nice (laughs) song, it's not a vacuum song. So I'll go with verse one. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Baez and I came to get down. I'm not internationally, known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, a treasure, stay away from me if you're contagious because I'm the winner. No, not a loser to be an MC, It's why I choose. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. Even, even the ones who never saw me like. The way that I rap at a show. The reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go, cuz. You know? It was dope, it was dope in its own way. And then on verse four at the end, that part when he said, I take it off the rack. If it's whack, put it back. I like the whopper fuck, the Big Mac. If you want static, so let's, so let's go. So throw up your hands, go for what you know, bro. I got an ego, yo, you're talking to me, no. Oh, cause Rob is in the front, his rock is in the back. We're not soft, so you better just slack up, you know. Mm-hmm. That
0: was
1: Definitely. memorable lyrics, you know.
0: Definitely, like the last verse, I have to say that again. And and Robbie is not known to be like a lyrical guy, but the last verse was pretty on point. The the wordplay, the multi syllable that it, he goes. So let's go. So throw uh, up your hands. Go for what you know, bro. I got a need. Go, yo, talking to me? No. Oh. So again, playing with the same words but in different tones. And the way that I see it, for 1988, these worms were fun. Okay, nothing complicated. I would even say simple, but it worked. And everyone over 30, you know, you can go next to them. It takes so to me. You could even just say the intro right about now. You're about okay. to be possessed by the sounds of uh, raw bass and DJ Easy Rod, and they're gonna go. You know, they're going to start
1: rhyming because it's an anthem. It's a dance floor anthem. Yes, simple rhyme, but unexplainably memorable rhymes that stuck with you over the years and forever. You know, things like I want to rock right now. I'm not bass I came to get down. That's, that's an intro, how to start a song, a verse, and then the right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sound of MC rock Bears and DJ Easy Rock. You know, that was so wow. What is that? It's like a space show. It's, it's yeah, yeah. On the outro at the end, the video, that's what I love when he said, all right, now, easy Rock, now when I count to three, oh. you're about to get busy, you ready? One, two, three, get loose, and it takes two. It takes- and then you got easy Rock was, uh, dancing, you know? He, he wasn't a dancer, he was just getting down. The beat was so- Yeah, yeah, he was just getting down. Yeah, the beat was so hill, so for these reasons, for Delivery Lyrics and floor, I mean, I had to go with a three out of five. I was pretty, pretty generous with
0: Oh okay, I went with a 3.5, and again, the 0. .5 is on the trend of the third, on the fourth verse, the last verse. Uh, if you want static, so let go. So throw up your hands, go for what you know, bro. I gotta need just that one. The wordplay was pretty interesting. It was pretty intricate, and this is what like he got a 0. .5 more, but the rhymes remain very very simple. All right.
1: Uh, courtesy of genius.com for the lyrics.
0: That's right, that's right. And part of people production, with, which consists of beat, mixing, scratching, engineering. So the beat starts with, again, that sample. And then we're going to break down the samples later on. And like I was saying, that spacey, I think, really, it like, sets the mood. And perhaps. It says that you're about to be hypnotized, and we are hypnotized by it. And after that, we get that uh, sample, that uncredited Slick Rick uh, sample, okay? And then the song starts, okay? And it's a bass kick with a, a, a snare drum, a hi-hat, and that sample that, ooh, hey, ooh, sample in the back. That's it, it's bare bone, but it works. And produced by Teddy Riley, and I don't know what Teddy did to the song, but it worked, it worked. Yet so many other MCs I've tried, wasn't as successful.
1: Yes, the New Jack swing, the king of New Jack swing, Teddy Riley. To me, he was the first Puff Daddy of hip hop, because he had all these hits with the RMB singers. And true. then when he touched the hip hop side and he brought the flavor, he knew like that girl he took for the hook that was not uncredited, that says it he takes two to make it out of sight. That was the key to the song, you know? True, and true. I forget back then we had a dilemma with producers' credits, you know? It's because you have that famous Eric B and Marty mall beef. About yeah! Him. The be Eric B is president. Marty Mulsey, he produced the beat, he didn't get the credits. But like Eric B said, how could you get the credits? Because I brought the brakes, I brought everything. And you just, as an engineer, you put it on up. Mm. That's what he did. And back then you had that song with the review of your two top building, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Gizmo found the sample and the idea and Daddy O from Staticide, put it together. He had the knowledge for the equipment and everything. And he got the credits too, you know, on this one. They brought the idea about bass and his rock, but Teddy Riley had a vision how to metal everything up, you know? That's
0: right, that's right.
1: So, so the song, it takes two, the Wu Ye drum break, I'll explain a little bit later. Mm-hmm. What was that break beat? But this is my far one of my favorite Teddy Riley beats.
0: Definitely, and definitely. And let's take a look at the samples because when I was doing my research, Who sampled said that there were two samples, right? There was basically Think About It by uh, Lynn Collins from 1972. And there was Space Dust by Galactic Force Band from 1978. But there's also Uncredited Slick Rig that says, hey, so the sample, right, was used so many times that Lynn Collins' sample has been used over three Thousand different songs it's been sampled. And the first producer to use it was no one else than Marley Mall. He was the first one to use it and he used it for Roxanne Shante's track on Gone Girl, Girl, you know. But that track doesn't even close to It Takes Two. And
1: something I would say, it's like, like the uncredited sample of Slick Wig. Back then, in hip-hop, it was acceptable to do that. Yeah, between the rappers. It was a lot of respect that he took my voice and everything. Mm Where it got complicated because it was different with the rock pop group, the sample. Because these kind of music, they were like already in the game. They knew what to wear rights. But rappers in between them, they didn't see the value. And also the industry didn't see rap as a money-making machine back then not so yet they, they let it go on a lot of samples back then until that famous gilbert r sullivan when he sued yeah. Markie, and that's where now everybody was like "Yo, i want my samples i want my, yeah. my royalties. you took my voice or that's what straight before it was common trading him yeah and now after that even if i said uh they had to write my credits i yeah. said uh you know, and it became a money monkey, angry machine. I understand the point of view, everybody gotta get paid, but we lost that originality. It was more complex to make beats now because you have to clear the sample. If it's not clear, we're gonna scrap the song.
0: Exactly, but not only that, but there's actually a newer trend is people that were sampled, they demand to be have uh, uh, the credit written by, Yeah. you know? Example, there's a sample that was used in the movie Pulp Fiction. You know, when they rock, when they're robbing the restaurant, everybody move. This is a robbery. And actually Tarantino demanded, well, if you're going to use my sample, you have to say written by Quentin Tarantino. So there are a couple of rap songs that are written by Quentin Tarantino because the views a yeah. Pulp Fiction sample. Incredible.
1: So for production and beat, me, I had to go with a perfect score of five out of five for that beat, because it's a remodeled beat. It's danceable, it's recognizable, it's it's everything, and the beat is unique. You can all rap on it,
0: nobody ever rap on that beat because it's unique to our bass. Okay, okay, I feel you, my brother, I feel you. As for me, I think that this is, it's definitely a great song a very successful song however i have to say in order for me to give a perfect score the beat would have to be a little more complex because at the end of the day it is a loop with a chorus it worked you know everybody danced to it anyone could freestyle to it however it is a beat from 1988 i would like to have a beat that is a little more Complex, you know, that maybe uses a little more more sampling, you know, to have like a break, you know, a beat that changes. For me, this is this is the reason why I would give a five. That's why I give it a four. But still, it's classic, it's timeless. But from my point of view, I just would like to have it a little more complex.
1: Okay. Courtesy of WhoSample.com. That's the right.
0: Courtesy of Who This is, you know, what we use. To you know, do our research.
1: As a fun fact, the woo-yeah break beat. It's a drum break that includes Bobby Bird's vocals that say mm-hmm. yeah, and Jim Brown's James Brown saying who. And the voices has been widely sampled in popular music, but in the form of a loop, the drum break was performed by John J. Starks, and it originated from the 1972 Lynn Collins recording, Think About It. He's the one that put the both voices together and created that new sample, because usually it was sampled separately. And then produced by James Brown, Think About It, and it was just one of the few frequently used breaks that contained the both recordings, you know, and they started calling it the Tank Break. In 87, Think About It was featured on the 16th volume of the drum break compilation, Ultimate Breaks and Beats. That's a highly popular series among hip-hop producers that uses breaks. That year marked the first known use of the Wu-Ye break because that's the first time it was sampled, both of them, from the late college. And it was from a producer. The producer's called the Beat Masters. It's a UK production team that sampled that for the Cookie Cruise, a rap duo, a female rap duo from the UK on the songs Females Get Up On It. But the song was a minor hit. And then it did not break and receive major A play until the next year when it was, Teddy Riley was working on It Takes Two. And he saw that, he heard that, and he said, let me flip it my own way. And it became what we are known right now, a super milestone hit 35 years later. Nice, nice, And nice. they said as 2020, thousands of songs sampled the Wu Ye drum break, and it became almost ubiquitous in dance and hip-hop records during the late 80s and 90s and continue until this day.
0: All right, all right, all right, party people. So, it's time for another top pickie pickie five So, party people. Today we are checking out Mr. Ron and the g mans top five albums of 1988. So, as for me, I'm going to start with Public Enemy. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Groundbreaking album, original. Big Daddy Kane, Long Live The Kane, one of the best lyrical displays that I can see. Of course, Eric B and Rakim followed followed the leader. This album was groundbreaking. Okay, again, introducing multi-syllable rhymes uh, and playing with, you know, sometimes words that sounded the same. Rakim totally, totally changed the game with that album. Marley Mall, In Control, Volume 1. Now, party people, this would be, I would say, one of my favorite albums of all time. It's it's up there. For the reason why we're in Canada, of course, we're lucky we get to go into the United States, what, twice per year? Maybe three times if we're, if we're lucky. Christmas, summer, and... Thanksgiving sometimes. Thanksgiving, if we're lucky, you know? So our time is actually limited with, like, that wonderful music that we did not get. Because we got like at video dance every Friday, we sit our asses down for two hours and just wait. But we see the commercial stuff, we see the Tone Logs, the Young MC, the DJ Jazz, and the Fresh Prince, Salt and Pepper, Raw Bass. But we didn't see Cooji Rap. We didn't see Master Ace. And when I got my hands on this album, I felt like a whole new door was open to of hip hop that's from another level. It was grown ass man, hip hop. It wasn't kiddie, you know, parents just don't understand. Uh -uh. So that's why that album is really, really dear to me. And I'm gonna go with BDP by any means necessary. Cause yo, album is just insane. It's political, it's lyrical. Hey, it's the Blastmaster KRS-One.
1: Top five. but. I only have two picks out of runs that are in my top five. And ironically, the hip-hop peers that I am, Public Enemy, it takes a nation of millions, Eric B and Rakim, Follow the Leader, and Marley Moll in Control, these three are great albums, but they're in my top 10, not in my top five of 88. for shame. I'll tell you why, UBC. So in my top five, I got BDP by Always Necessary, the same as Ron. And I got B-Daddy Kane, The King Asiatic, Long Live The King. But then my other three picks are EPMD, Strictly Business. I
0: knew
1: it. That's why I
0: left it for you. I left it for you.
1: That was amazing. Yo, that album, I lived by that album for two years. I played it back on my Walkman, you know. I know the lyrics by heart. And then, I got Slick Rick, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick, in my top five. And my last pick, Drumrolls, please. Three times dope original style. Oh,
0: that's
1: a lot a very- of people forgot about these guys. Go check out no. our volume three. I review one of their songs, Fucking Dividends. These guys are Philly. Yeah. That album was dope.
0: Illy Philly. Yeah, I agree. Yo, you know what? I agree with you. Three Times Dope is definitely one of the most slept on groups. An album. You know what? I think it's the New York Philly beef. Because New York was, would never show yeah. love to Philly. That's true. You know?
1: And also, forget every top five that we mentioned is gonna be on our Forever Hip-Hop Mix Cloud That's channel. Right. We're gonna have a mix of the top five of 88, Mr. Roz, Miles, you know, you're gonna get for your listening pleasure Forever Hip-Hop Radio, it's the new format. You gotta subscribe, follow us, you're gonna hear dope music.
0: All right, all right. All right, party people, so before we get back to the review, at 40 Years of Hip-Hop, we use Buzzsprout for our podcast. So they get your show listed on every podcast platform available. We're able to get to 20,000 downloads party people in one year. As Buzzsprout members, you will get a great-looking podcast platform, an audio player that you can drop into any websites, even uh, WordPress uh, templates. Uh, you will also benefit from a detailed analytics and tools to promote your episode, like audio, video, snippets of your podcast called Soundbites.
1: However, for me, my thing is I get to generate a second revenue talking about something that I love and I'm passionate about, hip-hop. Think about it. Are you a fan of something? Try podcasting about it. It's easy as one, two, three, and can generate you a secondary revenue. Get started for free, no credit card required, cancel anytime, no contracts. And if it doesn't stop here, you'll receive a $20 gift Amazon certificate if you subscribe after the free trial. Use our link in our podcast notes to get to tell them that we referred you to get that offer, you know. And Buzzsprout is the way to go. Go check it
0: out. That's right, party people. Proud. So relevance, party people. Relevance and longevity. Is this song relevant? Huh? Was it able to stand the test of time? If so, how? Well, the way I see it, okay. This song is still relevant and it's also a classic, okay? It's one of those songs that basically everyone on the planet knows, okay? It crossed genres, it crossed nationalities, okay? People that did not know about hip-hop got the chance to know a little bit because of that song. That song has been used in TV commercials, movies, TV shows. It's a landmark. A classic, and you cannot touch it. Period.
1: Hell yeah, I agree totally. It was and still is relevant. Mysteriously, I never really knew why, because there was something magical about that track. Mystical. It's a side of song, when you hear it, you just love it, you know? Yeah. It's the song for any kind of party. People don't listen to it. They just vibe to it and just dance to it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. man! one thing that I want to talk about is the fact that nowadays in 2021, whenever you're talking about popularity, you know, when you're talking about cloud, you have to go with social media. Okay. And this is, again, this is something that we saw the evolution of social media and how social media affected music. Now, I will tell you, I think that because of social media, talent is not as important as long as you got the clicks. Yeah, that's you know, true. As long as you got the clicks. And the people that are clicking are not necessarily clicking for your talent, no. you know? Especially all those female stripper rappers that are out there. Yeah. So the way I see it party people, so Rob Bass has got 37,000 Instagram followers. That's nothing, you know, that's not much. For a guy that did this song, that is not much. For a guy that did this anthem, this 80s hip hop classic is not much. However, <clears throat> on uh, the official YouTube video, over 50 million views okay not a lot of rappers from that time can say that they have a video that is clocking you know 50 million views on youtube also i like to check out reactions the youth is the future you know i like to check out what they're listening to I like to check out their reactions. And there was a lot of reactions on uh, Raw Bass, uh, It Takes Two. So there's my man, Just Jamming. He reacted to it. And 10 seconds within the song, he was already, you know, started smiling. bobbing. You know, started, you know, bobbing his head. You know, he loved it. So again, like, uh, and many, many others besides him reacted uh, to that song So what do you think about that the fact that now that you don't, you basically need to have a strong uh, social media following where our skills becoming obsolete in hip-hop what do you think?
1: Yeah I totally agree because right now it's the visual the video and for whatever weak reason people click because of a comment sometimes the artist made a comment and then he get clicked and like the the new age of uh, female mcs you just want to see the big booty or how obscene she's going to be or how it's... Yeah. Uh, and then once you saw it, you, it was another click, you know? And to me, Rob Bays, imagine we had that social media back in 88. That song would have had, had the record for most click. It oh, would have been uh, Despacito by Justin Bieber and, you know, the Despacito song, hit song uh, would have been uh, worse than that, you know? Yeah, that incredible. 50 million... That's, uh, they posted the video and it has 50 million. And that's, imagine if people were up on it back then. That's how it is nowadays, you know? So it's not your talent nowadays. It's either you're attractive or you got a social presence. That's what's going to make it, you know? It's not talent anymore. And also the track, let's get back to the track. It was Mm said over 200 times by all genres of music. I know. Dance, electronic, gospel, French, rap and pop, you know? And I can't name all 200 times it was simple. I'll go with the most notable ones. 2010, you got Mick Mills on the song mm-hmm. It Takes Two. Rob Baez, when he did his solo album in 92, he had a song called I Wanna Rock from the Rocky Five uh, soundtrack. You had Gangsta in 94 on Suckers Need a Bodyguard. Black Eyed Peas in 2009 on the song Rock That Body. Snoop Dogg in 2009 had a song called I Wanna Rock Right Now. Jazzy Jeff two in 93, and Fresh Prince, he had a song called I Want the Rock. Mac Miller in 2011, Play Your Cards, Smith Peace, Mac Miller. And you got the famous, unfamous Fatman Scoop and Link Clan in 2004. It takes scoop. it was like, he was like the new uh, Lemmy me my macho DJ Code, yeah, something yeah. like that. And broken Clan. That's it, it was just repetitive loop. Then you had the fame, unfamous Milli Vanilli group. Oh, you know, yeah. that the scandals for lip singing In 1988, on The Girl You Know It's True, the remix. They, they did a remix with the rap bass. And then it was simple even in 2021 by Sleepy Hollow. That's mm-hmm. a young cat on the track called Love Him All. The track mm-hmm. is really cool and interesting, saying mm-hmm. all different kind of girls, he loves them all. He, white, black, Puerto Rican. You know. It's like the new ice cream. Yeah. we <laughs> take ice cream about girls. And also the song was covered on four times. And the most notable cover was It Takes Two by Carly Ray Japson and Little Riachi in mm-hmm. 2017. The Carly Ray Japson was a big pop artist and she made a cover. I never heard it, I have to go listen to it. And it featured the hottest artist at the moment, Little Riachi.
0: So I gotta go listen yeah. to what it sounds like, you know. And it was well, really, yeah, go ahead. So I have to tell you, Lil Yachty, that's interesting because I don't like that guy. I don't like what he stands for and I don't like what he's doing to hip hop. But me, I'm Uh, like,
1: who is that? I never listened to one of his tracks, I think.
0: Oh, (laughs) look him up. He's Uh he's right up there in your favorite types of rappers. Oh, yeah. To the point where I thought he was actually doing kitty like rap for the kids. Okay. Like, because the rhyme, it's basically like nursery rhyme. Okay. Anyways, but the fact in this song, I'm like, okay, you know, makes me kind of like hate him a little less, you know. Anyways, <laughs> keep going, my brother.
1: But we have to go and listen to it first. Don't forget it's not a song, it's Carly Ray Jepsen's song. <laughs> he was featured because he was the hardest thing out there. Yeah. We have to give it true. up to Carly Ray Jeffson's team for making the cover. And the song was also remixed in five songs. The most notable remix was by it was It Takes Two, the Jason Special Sauce remix by Vern, Jason Nevis in mm-hmm. 97. Jason Nevis became more famous the next year when he remixed the It's Like That Run DMC song. And it became so huge. And then he started doing remixes of all classic rap songs. Yeah. You know? And he made a brand out of it, made money out of it, you know?
0: Yep, yep. So, fun fact, party people, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock thought that the song would only be a local hit. They've never yeah, thought it would be such a big, you know, such such a grandiose song ever. They did it really quickly in the studio. They got the beat from Teddy Riley, and it was like, okay, you know, maybe it's gonna play in a couple of clubs around the neighborhood, but that's it. Little did they know. Little did they know, party people. And this is why, for basically uh, relevance, and uh,
1: longevity. I basically gave it a four on five. You see, we are with a 4.75 out of five for longevity and relevance. Because that song is immortal. Right, it will never die. You know, I agree. It's the it's, it's, it's kind of song that's always gonna be in a movie or series or sitcom or anything, you know? And that song will forever be on that part. And also, one, just one thing. I see you rocking an 1804 movement hat.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's
1: 1804 the movement. Go check them out on IG. Oh they
0: yeah, have some for, pretty yeah. cool nights,
1: you know, pretty yeah, cool have
0: Some cool gear. They're actually sponsoring us with all that awesome. Oh, gear. that's right. see?
1: Where's my hat? <laughs> you know, so let's go with Impact.
0: All right, Powerful Impact. Boom from the planet where the people. So, how did this song impact me? I will tell you that summer that I've spent in Queens while that song was hot uh, is always going to be dear to me. You know, so many memories that I've shared with my cousins and not only me, but everyone else around that time around the globe. That song has been playing anywhere. I can only imagine people that were like, in high school around that time. Not only that, but even later down the years, in the 90s, the 2000s, last summer, no, pre-COVID, I went to a wedding and that that song played, you know. And for me, it's just a classic song. And whenever I hear this song, it's always going to bring me back to that summer that I was spending in, in Queens when I heard the song for the first time.
1: I agree with Mr. Wrong 100%. This song is the equivalent of a hip-hop John Lennon song. John Lennon had songs like Imagine, Give Peace a Chance, songs that unite people, oh, yeah. whatever color, whatever you're from, whatever you look like. And that song, it takes two, has the same effect. You know, it put together people together on the dance floor. You had a party, you had Caucasian, Blacks, Arab, Jewish. And once that song hit, At a wedding, you could see everybody gets on the dance floor. Grandpa, Mm -hmm. grandma, people that can't walk and I don't know how to dance. It's a song. It's a magical song, you know? And 25 years later, the influence is still there. It's more than a Jens Fork song. It's more than a filler song. It's more than a staple of hip-hop or a classic video. It's a soundtrack for commercials, television shows, and movies,
0: you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just
1: one thing I was wondering since uh, this song it will be labeled Rapids and Easy Rock will be labeled as One Eight Wonders because uh, besides that they never did anything that was great
0: or well you know, you know if we come to think about it I remember they came out with It Takes Two amazing their follow-up record was pretty weak remember Joy like, I was pain. like
1: oh, what the hell is that you were like is it the same group
0: Exactly. (laughs) But not only that, everyone purchased the album. I got the album. Like, all my cousins, we all had the album. And maybe we were in denial because we were like, oh, my God, this is so good. But after a while, you know, it's not, we we can't listen to it. And for the review, I actually went, downloaded the album, listened to it. I I couldn't, some song, I was like, oh, my God, it's so outdated so outdated yeah but Their second album didn't do well well rock bass went solo it didn't do well so i think i i i would say yeah you know they are hip hop uh, this is definitely one of the biggest uh one hit wonders
1: yeah but me when i remember back then i got the tape too because back then you only had 30 albums per year once a month an album it's not like right now 200 albums per day coming out on the internet. You and know. then I got it, I remember. And then when I heard my first listen, I was like, what the hell is that? Because I was looking for the it takes to sound. Yeah. And it wasn't there on the rest of it the album. It wasn't there. After two, three listen, the bo- the album was in the top box. That's because it. Because I was true to myself as a hip hop purist. If I didn't like something, it's not because everybody said it's hot. I got it. I remember all these kind of tapes, I used them to, to trade with other people. Some people had that album that I wanted instead of going purchase. Yeah. Said, oh, you don't have to rap bass, this shit is hard. And I give it to him. I was like, I just did a good deal because I thought the yeah. album was what The other person didn't know, he just got it, you know. And another point to that is I just wonder how they got their deal. Because rap bass didn't have the skills, rhyming skills. You know, a lot of people sometimes you see, oh, you rhyme for this, if yeah. he does it freestyle it's, like little, a, but how did a he get a... the deal for that was the song how did he get to get to do a song that's what I don't understand it's I so never true. found information about that
0: and not only that but we never heard of like <clears throat> demos no. or unreleased tracks so, or... so how
1: did it come up that project that's what I'm wondering because sometimes you know they wanted to clone another group's success so they found this yeah. guy so what success they try to clone so this is a part of history I one well, day we have to talk to Rob Baze? how did it come I
0: out I think I think the song that come uh, as closest to this and not even hit wise I'm just talking about sound wise the skinny boys had a song that you the crowd. Sound, The skinny boys it to think, the crowd I would even sing I think it's the first song on the album yeah okay. I don't recall uh to gores. This- similar. Okay. But only we know the skinny boys, you yeah. know. Yeah, know we would do. the skinny boys. I have
1: a song I'm going to read you about them skinny boys. I got a song uh, that's going to be the so, list.
0: Skinny boys get yeah. invented it. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I I I respect. I respect these guys. I respect these guys. Well,
1: but that's um, a good thing to find out how did he come up to do that song, you know? So, and what about the influence on hip hop culture Robbie's had? Well,
0: The way that I see it, I think that, I don't think this song influenced hip hop culture. What I mean by that is no one ever said that, oh my God, you know what? I think flow on raw bass, you know? Um, The beat, yes, I could understand. I think that the Lynn Collins sample influenced hip hop culture way more the fact that it was sampled exactly 3,031 times in history, and again this year in 2021, it was still sampled, just proves how like, this could be the hip-hop sample uh, of, of history. You know? Because I don't think ever any other song was sampled 3,031 times. I just don't think so.
1: But just a little... Thing is, that two things. Yes, the Lynn it sample. Don't forget, if it wasn't on that Rabe's song, it wouldn't have been recognized. The drum break woo, yeah, was boosted book, book up because of that song. True, it was, it was True like that. the Cookie Crew. Yeah,
0: Cookie Crew sampled
1: it. Sampled it, and then it wasn't a hit. But when Teddy Riley touched it, and with Rabe's voice and the yeah. vocal of the girl saying it takes two to make it out of sight, it put uh, it embellished the drum, the drum break. It did, it, embellished it, did. it To a point that everybody was like, yo, I got to use that. But we yeah. managed to use it the same way. And when you look about all the samples, 200 times that uh, Rob was sampled, most of them are Rob voice, the sample. It's true. I, I want to rock. Because I yeah. forget that famous line, I want to rock back now. I'm Rob and I came to get down that I Wanna Rock, no. Snoop Dogg used it. Even yeah. in the the shallow hollow, the the young cat, uh, the young cat that used the sample, what's his name again? Let me go check it out. In 2021, oh,
0: sleepy. sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy,
1: sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, yes. Even the break, the sample is I Wanna yeah. Rock, I Wanna Rock, it's Rob's voice. Yeah. So we have to make a separation between the 200 times it was sampled, the song, it was rubbed a lot of the times. The yeah. drum break was used 3,000 times in history
0: for it's the true. beat,
1: but You're the rubbing right. song, the sample, I want to rock the voice, right. and it takes two. That was sample two. That's why I say it's 200 times. This they sample that song. But the drum break was sampled 300,000 times.
0: So together, the sample break and the vocals like, that's together, what, it's
1: like that's a sandwich monster. That's why, You know, so, and also, the single and album went platinum. Like, oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, album, sure. even if it was weak, it reached 31 on US Billboard 200 sales. But everyone, everyone bought it. Wanted,
0: it, you
1: know. So everybody was expecting something good based yeah. on the single. And then it went number four on US Billboard R&B hip-hop albums. But the single there charted at Hot 100 at 26 mm-hmm. number 3 on the dance clubs Billboard number 17 on Hot R&B hip hop songs mm-hmm. and 24 on the UK single charts you know the single so we by itself in the US and in the UK, UK. By itself. yeah don't forget in the UK they were familiar with the John Break because of Cookie Cool. yeah the year before true. everybody true. was familiar with it and when they when they heard that version it's and true. In popular culture
0: what's the impact so the impact is huge, but speaking of the cookie crew, and I'm like, are they going to be able to make the cut? Will the cookie crew, we, we, we'll find out, we'll find
1: out. I have a, a song fact. in mind, I have a song me in too. mind, but me I don't too. know.
0: No, I don't I have know. A, me too, I have a song in mind, uh, um, and I'm like, mm. anyways. So, back popular in popular culture, oh my God, so. The song was was used in films. Iron Man 2, again, Marvel, okay. Bumblebee, The Transformers, The Proposal, Sisters, The Disaster uh, Artist, Love and Basketball, Spies in Disguise, okay. The song was used in Grand Theft uh, Auto, uh, Playback FM, which again, we spoke about this, it's just incredible use friend of the show 30 Rock, which is a TV show about people making a TV show. And uh, they've used it because they wanted to guess someone else's age. And they started to sing the song next to the person, hoping, well, if he jumps in, you know, into the song, he should be around that age. Super funny. The song was used in a freaking Google Year in Search 2020 video, you know, uh, under COVID-19. That's huge. When Google is using that song, that is just huge. Uh, huge. It was used multiple episodes in *My Name Is Earl*, starring Jason Lee. The song replaced *The Twentieth Century Boy* as the seat, as the theme song for *Lip Sync Battle* in the fifth season. Yo, that's all huge. The song was used in the second trailer for the Disney Marvel 218 Superhero film. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because he takes two
1: (laughs) superheroes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, overall, I would say this is a uh, radio-friendly, dancey classic, okay, that was recognized by the street, as well as the corporate side of the hip-hop industry. And what I really like about the song is, yes, it is a classic four people from a certain age, but it's also the fact that anyone knows that song. You know, may you be from like any subculture, you know, skater, rocker, whatever, you know, you know it takes, because you hurt.
1: So let's, uh, to add on the impact, music critic, Stephen Thomas Earl Wine of All Music Guide noted, there are many critics and listeners who claim that Robbies and Easy Rock's It Takes Two is the greatest hip-hop single ever cut. And it's yeah. hard to disagree with them, you know? I agree. Without I a agree. doubt, Robbies and Easy Rock came to get down in 88 and their hit has been with us ever since. A timeless classic. Rest in peace, easy Rock that passed away in 2020, I think. Yeah. A fun fact, in 2008, the song It Takes Two was ranked number twenty-seven on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip-Hop. That's a big achievement, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I sure. thought it would have high, been higher. Yeah, me too. I would have said was... uh-huh. I got to go check uh, the, the in 2008 the ranking, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because so who else could be there,
1: yeah. For Impact, I had to go with a perfect four score of 5 out of 5.
0: As for me, same thing. For impact, I went with a 5.5, uh, 5 on 5, uh, because it's definitely one of the most impactful songs in hip hop culture. So, party people, final thoughts, a recap, you know, and our final score. So, I give a little bit of a recap previously, you know, dance happy, be you know, knows no boundaries. You know, everyone kind of digs this song. Yeah, it actually linked to our generation, and it's all good. And the young, the younger generation could vibe to it as a classic, also. You know, the same way that you know we vibe to stuff like you know the Beatles, you know, and and and, and the Stones, you know. And once a thing is a classic, it's a classic. So. Originally, I give it a three. Four, I don't really think that it's that much of a classic of an original song. Again, the beat has been sampled so many times. Delivery, which stands for lyrics and flow, I went with 3.5. On the strength of the last verse, you know, I think that Robby's really pushed it there. Production, yo, shout out to Teddy Riley to, you know, I've taken a song that was done to death and just add a swing to it and make it a boom, make it a banger, you know. Uh, relevance and uh, longevity, still relevant. Maybe lost a little step, you know, over the years because it's a 35, 30 some year old song and this is why I gave it a four. And impact wise, the way I see it in Mr. Ron's book, definitely one of the most impactful songs in hip hop culture.
1: For me, to recap, I went with originality with a 2.5. Wasn't much original on the song, you know. Delivery, lyrics, and flow, I went with a 3 out of 5. I was generous with a 3. Production, I went with a perfect score of 5. Teddy Riley overdid it, you know. And I found out 20 years later that it was Teddy Riley. I always thought it was Robby's and DJ Easy Rock. And I have to give it out. It's his best beat. New Jack yeah. King, he did it all. relevant and Longevity, I went with a 4.75 out of 5. And for Impact, one of the most impactful song in hip hop recognized, it's like an emblem for hip hop. Perfect score of five, you know? Nice, nice, nice. Before, for a great job, I went 20 out of 20.25 out of 25. It gives me an 81% for the song it lost a lot of points into the originality and delivery portion.
0: Awesome. As for me, it was rated 19.5 on 25 for a 78%. And same as you, originality and delivery are basically the categories that it takes to lost the most points.
1: So, Pointy people, thank you for watching, sharing this moment. That was our special hundred episode that's right. I was, uh, we brought it back to a, a, a review with both of us. With the pandemic, we changed the format, you know. we yeah. Everybody was at home, so we recorded on our side. But every f- special episode will be like this, you know. Every milestone, yeah. when we reach 50 episode or 100 episodes, we'll do a special like this to keep it grounded with you guys, you know. Don't forget, like, share. Talk about it, you know. We almost at five hundred followers on IG for the years of hip hop. We're mm-hmm. fifty people shy from reaching that milestone. Help us go follow our IG for the years of hip hop. Don't forget, right. for forever hip hop is our new medium where you could see, listen our podcast, listen to our music. It's going to be a new radio format. It's going to be our songs from our point of views, definitely good songs. Go check it out, you know. So we also will have. Mixed Club Select in 2022 that mm-hmm. you can subscribe and get special interviews with people from the industry. So we're gonna have a lot of exclusive stuff for the people to provide. So I hope I could do this one day full-time because we're oh,
0: yeah. project. You know, pretty, we are soon. Not, pretty soon. Pretty we're soon. We're very close.
1: We are not up and downs. It was hard to use that deep down. We're working, and now we found a formula. So, peace, and I'm um, Howdy, 5,000. I'm grateful. This is the G Man, Mr. Hip Hop.
0: That's right, Mr. Mr. Hip Hop. So, part of people, of course, thanks for supporting us, for following us. We're three years in, going into our fourth. And, uh, of course, without listeners out there, we're nothing. So, thank you. And, yeah, you know, we did our own part, you know of working together of listening to each other you know of negotiating okay let's take this let's you know until and it was a little bit of uh, luck because throughout the pandemic we actually found our formula you know we actually found the right way to work together so party people i'm your host with the most mr ron wishing you happy honolulu peace and i'm out